The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We've got a weekend mailbag for you on Fantasy Football Today. Two-man show. Adam Azer, Dan Schneier. Dan's got his band kickers shirt. Kickers are people, too. I don't really understand it, but okay. It's a cool shirt. It's a cool shirt. I like it. Um, big weekend plans, Dan? Uh, yes, actually. Brent. That's rare for me, but my brother's birthday, 30th birthday, shout out Matt Schneier this weekend. So he has this crazy whole day planned out, Adam, that I didn't really realize what I was getting myself into. I thought it was just going to be like a chill thing like for a certain like portion of the day but now it's like rented out bar three to six back to the apartment and then and then at, for a few hours pregame and then at nine they're going to like this this like club dj dance thing and i'm just he's like i know that's not your scene dan at all so like if you want to just bow out before that like i totally get it i'm like i will be bowing out before <laughs> that like 100 i'll do the pizza like rent out the bar thing three to six i'll go back hang a little but there's no shot i'm going to a dj dance thing at nine all right good i i wouldn't really i don't want you there i don't know why <laughs> i guess i don't want I, I have to trust you during football season you're going out to some dj dance club you're 35 or whatever you're just yeah. you're too old for that i can't i can't no you're too old i've always i was born too old for that type of stuff yeah yeah me too and everything else fun um all right <laughs> news and notes we got some news and notes we got your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com and we've got your apple podcast questions and if we get enough youtubers here we'll get some youtube questions going as well so some news items on backfields a lot of running back news dan campbell said he's going to have a two-headed monster at running back how far ahead of david montgomery do you think uh, uh jameer gibbs should be going in drafts this has been a point of contention for me all draft season i think he's going way too many rounds ahead of david montgomery i would be pressed hard pressed if you ask me adam in a vacuum do i prefer montgomery or gibbs this year i almost want to say montgomery i think he has a better chance at touchdowns there i think he has a better chance at more touches total there i know there's a lot of hype around gibbs i understand he's a big he's a really interesting talent and he's been getting work already but I tend to think that that offense is still going to operate through Amon Ross St. Brown in the passing game. And so I wonder how much we're propping up Gibbs if it's too much. I really like Montgomery. I've always liked him. He's done a good. I know you we, you always talk about this like he's a little bit. We, we look a little too much into his force miss tackle rate and his yards after contact per attempt. But he's getting the best offensive line of his entire career. 
And this is on a team that what Jamal Williams had what 17 rushing touchdowns last year. So I like Montgomery a lot. I think they should be closer in ADP, maybe a round apart. Okay. Uh, they, yeah, they're certain more like three rounds apart right now. Last 11 games of 2022, DeAndre Swift had 72 carries and Jamal Williams had 170 carries. DeAndre Swift had 40 catches and Jamal Williams had six catches. So it was very much, you're the running down, you're, you run the ball, you catch the ball pretty much with maybe five, six carries a game or something like that for DeAndre Swift. Uh, Tim McManus of ESPN said that, that DeAndre Swift, speaking of which, now with the Eagles, is, quote, making a case for why he should receive top billing, end quote. This is a much rosier outlook than the he's mostly working in the passing game stuff that we had earlier in the week. Uh, he might be winning that job. He might be. So uh, Swift and David Montgomery have pretty similar average draft positions. Who would you prefer? They are, yeah, they're both in the round seven range. I prefer Montgomery, but I'm kind of disappointed that they're both getting hyped right now because these were two of the guys I was targeting all draft season. So happy to pay a seventh round price tag for these guys and avoid the early running backs. But it's going to be tougher and tougher. I think both are going to move up the board, especially Swift. Swift is going to really start moving up the board. Um, so it's disappointing to me because I don't like when the hype happens for the guys I love personally, Adam, I prefer like the no hype or like somebody gets like a little injury. That's only going to be two weeks and he's not getting all the training camp buzz when I, the guys I'm targeting, but yeah. I definitely like Montgomery slightly more. Yeah, actually, we did a salary cap draft yesterday. It's not a podcast, but if you want to watch it, it's on youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Um, is that, yeah, youtube.com slash fantasy football today for a second. I was doubting the URL. <laughs> um, Dan stole Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor. You know, Cooper Cup went for $27, I think. 26, 26. 26. Austin Eckler was 33. Kelsey was 36. Jefferson was like 33. So Cup was an absolute steal. Taylor was $17. uh, Yeah, we had like the likes of like like Jameer Gibbs going 13, 14 bucks. Right. Taylor probably should have been more like 21, 22. So yes, take advantage of of that kind of stuff. And Kyle Pitts for three, I got. I felt like that was another steal, just to throw it in there. <laughs> great, hey, that's really great. It had nothing to do with the theme that I was talking about <laughs> of the injured players, but way to go, Joe Burrow. I think went for six, which was probably a, a dollar or two lower than what he might have gone if he didn't have an injury. Mike, just a guess. Uh, Javante Williams is going to play in the preseason, so let's compare him to DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery because yeah. he's also going in that range. In fact, his ADP is higher, but. Uh, should it be? Who would you? Who's your favorite in that group now? If I throw uh, Javante Williams in there, uh, this is pretty cool that he's going to play in the preseason. Should make you feel good about him being ready for Week One. Yeah, I mean, he says he has no restrictions. I have a weird. I, I get put in a weird spot when I talk about the Javante Williams and Brees Halls of the world and all of these players in year one coming back from the ACL. We have a lot of data that suggests players, especially at the running back position, need a year coming off that ACL to really regain form. So I'm not expecting perfect form, Javante Williams. But the reason it's a tough spot for me, Adam, is because I am a big believer in every single running back on a Sean Payton offense. The data backs it up. They're going to get a crazy amount of targets. We're talking 30% of targets to running backs, I think. It's been that way in the past. The projection at the running back position during Sean Payton's era with the Saints is unbelievable, and yeah. it's multiple backs. So I think it's going to be both Williams, both P. Ryan. I like at value. 
But again, it's that year off the ACL where I don't really want to be making crazy investments. Right now, the investment is still pretty cheap for Williams, so I'm fine at buying his him at his price tag. But if he's playing the preseason, Adam, we already know this hype train is going to soar. We're going to see a multiple round jump, I think, in ADP for Williams. And that's when it gets to the point where am I going to make that kind of investment, invest that kind of draft capital in someone on year one off the ACL? I don't know. And I apologize for that. You are on deck. I have to quiet that down. It's our dynasty league. Oh, all right. So, yeah. Did you rank them? I'm sorry. Did you say who your favorite was? Because I I really struggle with this. Javante versus Swift. It's a struggle for me, too. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't rank them, Adam, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm going to go... I'll probably go Montgomery. Montgomery one. Love him. Two Williams, three Swift. Okay. But I'm good on all three, really. Definitely room for that to change. We'll follow the preseason reports. Isaiah Pacheco could be cleared for contact by August 20th, according to James Palmer of NFL Network. That's still a ways away. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is back, so that is great. He returned to practice. Elijah Mitchell is expected to miss a few days with an injury. Not a big deal. And I thought I'd bring this up with Dan, and it's kind of interesting. Jalen Hyatt, rookie wide receiver for the Giants, is impressing at camp. And I really, I mean, I was not expecting much playing time from him, but he might be playing his way into the rotation. Is Does this matter for Hyatt, or is this more of a Daniel Jones thing? I think it matters for Hyatt at this point. I didn't at first, but we're starting to see him already get a lot of first-team reps now. He's starting to work with Daniel Jones on a daily basis now. That wasn't expected at all this early in camp. And not only is he working with him, he's making the biggest plays of every day of training cap practice. Oh, sorry, training cap practice at this point. So that's the big news right here. Like, get the reps first, prove your, you belong with that first-team offense, then actually make plays with them. And I don't really foresee him dropping back down in the rotation until he doesn't make plays. He made an incredible play on a long touchdown where he split the cover Coverage, split a safety and, and corner and it's just he's effortless speed Jalen Hyatt that's what he is and the offense needs that they needed that last year so in my mind he's going to work his way into the rotation I don't think he's going to be a starter right away I think it'll probably be Slayton Campbell Hodgins to start the season but the way Hodgins is kind of trending down a little bit in camp right now and Hyatt's kind of trending up I think it might be a closer to an even split uh with between Hyatt and Hodgins there okay and Another guy, another not rookie wide receiver, but one who's done nothing for various reasons. Justin Ross for the Chiefs is getting first team reps as well. So that's a guy I just took in our dynasty league, but I actually think oh, you got him. Nice. Yeah, I just got him. What round are we like in? That. We're late. I like that pick. 13th, 14th round, something like that in a startup dynasty. That was 50. He was my 15th round pick. It's a fun pick. Even, oh, yeah, my 15th round pick. Yeah. Um, Justin Ross. J-U-S-T-Y-N, for those of you looking it up. And not a bad, uh, I mean, he could even be a super late round flyer. Oh, you know, it's interesting. He went, did Jalen, never mind. Oh, he went just before Isaiah Hodgins, not, yes. not Jalen Hyatt. All right, so just some names to know. So what are we promoting today, Dan Schneier? What's coming up on uh, on the website? Pick by pick series? We have, we're starting to ramp up on the website. Today has been an, unbelievably busy morning, which is great from my standpoint as an editor, which is great. Here are some things you can find just today on the site. Salary cap mock draft, full recap, every single pick. You get every single pick and best buys, worst buys. You also get a separate piece from Dave breaking down his favorite strategies for approaching salary cap draft. So if you are in a salary cap draft coming up, Bang it out. Read these both back to back. We're also going to be posting our rankings cheat sheet PDF, which is a nice quick cheat sheet. The uh, PPR pick by pick series, which is now completely published. That's every single pick one through 12. You get a perspective of how to draft from each position in a PPR league. I kind of love that. Then 
Jamie Eisenberg dropping bus 3.0 today. That should hit the site in about an hour after this. And also, we got a little bit of a newsletter from, from Chris Towers. That's now a daily thing. We're getting daily FFT newsletters. Um, and then finally, one thing I also want to always promote on this, our new show, the FFT Dynasty podcast, every Tuesday, Heath Cummings. He has myself on, Dave, a lot. We also have a ton of great guests. Some of the best shows, I think, in FFT over the last month have been in FFT Dynasty, not to uh, what? make this content. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> okay, that doesn't that, mean no, I just said over the last month or two. Just the last. Okay, we had a Graham Barfield episode, which is I just I don't I. I mean, that just an unnecessary. Well, how else am I supposed to take it? Yeah, we're a, trying to promote a new show here. Adam. It was an unnecessary. Understand. You didn't have to Play compare company it. man for one second and put Could, the eagle behind. Just you. say we've had some great episodes lately. Not the episodes there have been better than the episodes. No, I did not say that. I said you, some you of did, our best. You did said you it without some, saying. not our best, some of our best. That means a few have been on regular FFT. <laughs> a few have been on FFT Dynasty. <laughs> uh, wait, so. What about FFT and five? Is that this has also been better than, than it's FFT? in a different category? It's a five minute show. Okay, okay. So I have one YouTube uh, comment that I want to read right now. We just did our tight end preview earlier today on Friday. I hope you check it out in the feed if you didn't catch it yet. Joseph wants to know you guys always bring up the stat of top five tight ends needing to be second on their team, first or second on their team in targets. So why is Dallas Goddard consensus number five? Waller, Frymuth, Najoku, Schultz, Higby, all way higher chances for, to be second on their team in targets. So it's a good question. I don't know that Goddard is consensus number five. I don't know what the consensus rankings say, but he's certainly consensus five through seven range. Um, Look, not everything. Like I said, last year, two guys finished top five, and they were third on their team in targets, Kittle and Ingram. So not, right. every, not all these trends are set in stone. Goddard is an exception because he is has been the most efficient tight end over the last two seasons. Number one in yards per target, number one in explosive play rate. Uh, so he can make up for it. He just he still has to get around 100 targets. Um, and they, I am a little concerned because they didn't throw at all to their running backs last year. Fewest running back targets in football. So that's going to change 100%. And I don't know what that means for Goddard, but no, that's why I typically don't draft Dallas Goddard because I, okay, I think he's in, got too much target competition. But he is someone who will make the most out of those targets. Um, but I do, I think it limits its upside. It's a, it's a good point. Don't get too hung up on it. Like never ever draft Dalton Schultz over Dallas Goddard because Schultz has a better chance to be second on his team in targets. Uh, that's probably reading into it too much. Agreed. And Dallas Goddard is a really good talent. I think it's part of why people like to draft him. You could see it when he's on the field. You're watching Red Zone. You're watching Monday Night Football, whatever the Eagles are playing. And he's doing what Adam just said, creating a ton of yards per target, which is important in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, look, yards are part of it. It's not all just receptions. David A. wants to know, what is Dan's favorite rant? <laughs> oh, wow. Great question, David A. And you know what, David A., I really appreciate the, how you've come around to me because in the beginning of my appearances on FFT, you used to just rip me in every single comment, just a total railing. Now it's like nice stuff like, hey, just let me know Dan's favorite rant. Uh, my favorite rant, unfortunately, my friends all know this one. It's a classic rant of mine, but it's about a let's just say food chain in America that I don't want to rant about right oh, now. Yeah, right. Forever a sponsor. Um, right. so or you're wrong like about them. You're wrong about them. No, no. If you're thinking of the same one I'm thinking about, you're, I, I know yeah, which one you're wrong. thinking of. You're wrong. If about you're them. thinking of the same one I'm thinking of Adam <laughs> and you're claiming I'm wrong about this. We're going to have need to have a long chat after this podcast. <laughs> I put it in the yes, private. You chat. typed it in. It yeah. was right in the chat. 
I am not wrong about that. And the fact that you just will eat at that disgusting establishment <laughs> is it's just appalling, and it's going to take multiple years off your life. All right. Well, Dan also thinks that Parks and Rec is better than The Office. so keep Because it is mind. better than The Office. We'll it's a, a much break. wider range of we'll characters. take a break here. Take a break. You know, some of our best comments today might be made by one of us on the show. We'll see. Well, we'll come back and uh, get to your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First email comes from Sergio. Hope you guys can do a brief section on which players have the potential to finish number one at their position. Maybe That's set cool. it up as strong candidate, unlikely but possible, and long shot. Uh, we That's got a, pretty cool. We got a run through it here. So strong candidates to finish number one at quarterback would be who? Okay. Babe, we're not ex- includes everyone, even the expected ones? Yep. Okay. Strong candidates. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts. Those are the strong candidates, I think. The I super strong candidates. I completely agree. Borderline. Lamar Jackson has QB1 potential for sure. He's already done it. Best receiving core of his life. They're going to run 11 personnel. They're going to spread it out. I think that's all good things for him. Would you agree with that on the next Yeah, but year? let's just do names here or else this is going to take okay, 30 fine. minutes. No analysis. Just names. Lamar Jackson. I'm going to put Justin Border, Herbert. Borderline is, is Jackson. Herbert. Over like Burrow? Herbert. Over Burrow as far as QB1, yes. Okay, I can Herbert feel that. used to run before his ribs injury last year. He's going to bring back running, and he's got Kellen Moore. Herbert. What about Fields? Fields, for sure. All right, then unlikely but possible to me is is Lawrence. That's Herbert, too. Well, he can't be in both. Fine, then I'm putting him down to unlikely but possible. I'm also moving Justin Fields there. Okay, and then Burrow is there, too, unlikely but possible? Burrow is there, too. So that means the only one that's borderline, which is one we created, is Lamar Jackson. Yes, Long shot to me would be Tua. Tua, Watson. great long shot call. Anthony Richardson. Tua long Watson shot. and yeah, Anthony Richardson. Richardson, 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 has Richardson, has zero, zero Richardson is better. Zero what? Chance. He has zero too much chance. long shot. Yeah, there's no chance. Being what if he runs one, for a thousand yards. Number one. What if he runs for a thousand yards with seven rushing touchdowns? If, That's definitely possible. Yeah, unlikely, yeah, unlikely, but possible. Um. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray. All right, that's fine. Running back, who's got the chance to finish as RB1? Okay, so Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yep. Um, Eckler. McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, I'd say. Yeah, I'll throw Bijan in there. Strong candidate. See, um, that's the thing, though. If I'm going to throw Bijan in there, I want to throw Barkley in there. Okay. Fine. That's fine. I definitely want to throw Barkley in there, and I honestly want to throw Chubb in there as well, if I'm going to throw Bijan. I would put Chubb in the borderline category. I would put Pollard in the borderline category as well. 
Mm, I'm a little worried about the Pollard situation. I think it's almost a guarantee Zeke is going to sign there. I don't, not based on what Mike McCarthy said. What did Mike McCarthy say he yesterday? Said, I missed that. He said, we're not, we're rolling with the young guys, basically. We're not going to hinder their development, essentially, okay. is what he said. Uh, he did not see him. The good news for, I mean, not the good news, but the potential news is that Mike McCarthy has very little say, in my opinion, over the roster there. I think it's a Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones kind of situation with maybe Will McClay, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so borderline could be Pollard for me anyway. Uh, the Chubb, Barkley, the other, they're strong. You mean I'm are, wrong there? What's that? <laughs> I'm wrong about what? About the sandwiches. We're having, oh, we're no, having no, a no, conversation no, no, about no, sandwiches. No, 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 In our private chat. Um, Derek Henry has to be borderline. Oh, Henry, that's a great Josh call. Josh Jacobs has, has, to, has to, be to be. Jonathan yep. Taylor has to be. Yep, that's a great, great I think there's great nine guys that are either strong or unlikely, though, but possible. Jameer Gibbs, unlikely but possible, right? Unlikely but possible would be Montgomery Gibbs. goes down. Mixon, Gibbs. Zach Charbonnet, unlikely but possible. Walker goes down. Yeah, I can't really see. I don't see it with I mean, the Stevenson. thing is you can injury rig this whole thing, I feel like, at running back. Let me tell you somebody who I think has more upside than probably seven guys being drafted ahead of him, and that's Ooh. Alexander Madison. Ooh, I like that. I am so torn on Madison. I loved him. Same. Now his ADP is rising, though, and I don't like that. And I am always worried about drafting these these guys who are borderline talented and borderline expo- like borderline right. great running backs independent of their situation because how many times are we going to miss on that? But he might not be that good. That's the thing. Uh, That's the my metrics, point. The metrics are concerning. All right, let's so go to wide receiver. Miss on that? No, I, I, I'm pretty much in on him late round four. I, I, I take Madison. But you just said the metrics are borderline terrible, right? Uh, they have been, but it's not a lot of carries. Small sample size. So it's not looking. It's not like we're looking at Najee Harris yep. or Joe Mixon, who have. I mean, Mixon has had such an underwhelming career. So crazy. happy you're finally coming around to that. Yeah, but I still take. I think he's around early round three pick. I still love him because the situation. Exactly. Too. I'm still drafting him a ton. I'm in a fact, situation. Dan, we did the um, pick by pick. I had the second pick, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I took Mixon in round three, and then Ooh, I love almost that. two full rounds later, Madison at the end of round four. What did you What'd you start that with then? Chase, Chase Josh Allen, Joe Mixon. Oh, Alexander I like Madison. that. You ended up building a pretty nice running back core with two studs at the other position. I like that. Oh, well you. done. Thank you. All right, why did you write an article about that, by the way? I did. I did. Wow, you guys can find a rare, a rarity. <laughs> this is like a relic these days. Adam Azer wrote two articles for the website. And let me tell you something. He was not happy about having to write those articles. Okay, <laughs> I had to beg him. I had to get on a phone call with him. I had to walk him through the most easy thing to figure out in the world. He had to send me a screenshot picture of it. He's like, I don't see it. I'm like, Adam, just <laughs> click that little left box on the full left. Like, come on, Adam, you're, you're, you're my age. You can't be doing this type of technology issue stuff. All right. I'm older than you, buddy. Uh, Jefferson, Chase, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, easy Strong candidates. I think Stefan Diggs also a strong candidate to be the number one wide receiver personally. Uh mm, okay. I'm I'm okay getting on board with that. It's a little trickier for me, but I'm I'm fine putting him in that group. Borderline guys. I am not going to put Amonra or AJ Brown. I'm gonna put Amonra. I'm not gonna put AJ Brown. Um, for me to get there, you have to have an insane amount of target volume. AJ Brown, I don't see it right. happening with Amonra, I do. Yeah, but A.J. Brown could have like 300 more yards and four more touchdowns yes. than Monterey St. Brown. Potentially. But I don't see either of them being wide receiver one personally. I do Garrett think Wilson. Lamb and Garrett Wilson and, oh, Devontae Adams. 
Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, and Lamb have more wide receiver one potential than St. Brown or A.J. Brown to me. Mm, Not so much for me outside of the first two. I'm not on Lamb. I'm not on Lamb that much this year at all. After that, I don't know that I see any, without any injuries, I don't know that I see any. Christian Watson? Actually, there are definitely some. Christian Watson in the mix? Olave? Olave, Ridley, Watson. Yes. Watson, I can't see him being wide receiver one. Like, no, it's not going to happen because Love's not good. But if Love and, hits and Love takes a big jump. Not happening. Now, come on, we got to have something not. realistic here. That's like, realistic. We don't know Love yet. We haven't seen much of Jordan Love. He's looking bad in camp so far, yes. I don't love him as a prospect, yes. But you never know. How about Hopkins? I'm going to say Hopkins. Uh, we've seen it kind of with A.J. Brown and Tannehill before. Unlikely right? but possible. I don't love Hopkins, though, at this stage of his career. I don't think he's doing the same thing he used to do. He's still getting open in the short game but he's not getting open deep anymore unlikely but possible i'm gonna put debo samuel in there i love it i love that too and that's all i got i feel like debo samuel's been cheap all draft season i'm starting to i'm coming around yeah he's been too cheap this draft season in my opinion all right long uh how about uh tight ends strong candidate is kelsey borderline Uh, is andrews and that is no put aaron waller in the mix please i get 72 targets of practice Unlikely but possible, I'll go. I'll go Waller. Yeah, he has to be. But in you the put, mix. but yeah. no, there's there's borderline too. Would you put him in the borderline category? Uh, no, yeah, he's probably more borderline. Right. Oh no, no, unlike no, he's unlikely. Everyone is unlikely but possible except for Kelsey and Andrews, and even Andrews to me feels like he's close to unlikely or or but possible. I'd put him borderline at best. It's Kelsey's. It's Kelsey's world. We're all just living in it. Pitts though is someone who could change the game. No, nah, never over Kelsey, but yes. No, not, I mean. No one's beating Kelsey. No one's beating Kelsey. Kelsey. gets hurt. And Kelsey hasn't missed a game for nine years except for COVID. So. All right. Well, that was a great email that we spent a lot of time on. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, so let's go to Chris. Chris has the seventh overall pick in a 10-team league. Would it be crazy to take Kelsey and Mahomes with my first two picks? Love Kelsey at seven. That part's not crazy. I used to think doing the Mahomes thing was crazy this early in a draft. But I got to tell you. Last year, I did an I did a, I guess salary cap league, where I I am I allowed to say but I I won yeah, the bid. Fine, on, it's fine, you're good, you're fine. I'm Mahomes and Kelsey. Spent nine dollars on Kelsey. Uh, Mahomes, I mean, Kelsey was expensive, and I ended up they carried me through the league. Like I missed on a lot of my other picks. I had injuries, whatever it may be. Position scarcity says don't go Mahomes round two, but Mahomes is scoring so much on a weekly basis for you that it does give you this nice floor as a team where you kind of only need a few guys to hit. Same thing goes for Kelsey. He's dominating every tight end every week with the exception of a few. So I don't hate this anymore, Adam, and I'm, I've come around strong to this and playing yeah, a lot of two like QB it. league. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I like it. No, I like it. I, th- I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I It's a little early typically for Mahomes, but I would I would actually be more likely to take him if I had Kelsey because that would be just super fun. It's also a 10-team league here, so you can recover at other Ooh, positions. I like that even more in a 10-team league. All right, this is from Bill from Michigan. Uh, I just did a best ball draft. I managed to go zero wide receiver, but I think it could be great. What are your thoughts? You have to start three receivers, two running backs, a flex, tight end, quarterback. So his quarterbacks are Burrow and Anthony Richardson. He listed them as Anthony Richardson and Burrow, which bothers me. I know it is absolutely not a big deal at all, but it really bothers me. Don't put Richardson ahead of Burrow. Uh, It doesn't. I'm just kidding. Running back (laughs) is insane. Chubb, Bijan, ETN, Mixon, Akers. You can only start three of them, but that's great. And it's best ball. So 
you know, you can only put have three of them be considered starters. Uh, wide receiver's not good. Evans, Addison, this is so bad. This is so bad. Evans, Addison, Zay Jones, Marvin Mims, Curtis Whoa. Samuel, Devontae Parker, Mecole Hardman, Josh Downs, Wandale Robinson. Whoa. Yeah, you lost. It's over. You can't it's win. It's not over. Okay, there's a, still a path for you. Tight Let me end. just say. No, it's not. It's, this is best ball. It's not like you can pick guys up off the waiver wire. Tight end know, is Komet, Okonkwo, Gasicki. It's over. You lost. No, not necessarily. If you hit on these league-winning type running backs, the guys who get you to average 20-plus points PPR per game, they might be able to carry you with a lot of scoring no. from the quarterback, no but it's unlikely, this especially because in injuries at the running back terrible. position are likely. It's terrible, Dan. <laughs> usually I'm the mean cop and you're usually, I'm usually bad cop. You're a good cop. It's, no, it's good it, the roles reverse. It's a lesson to be learned. And, and it's something I talk about in the, in the other article that I wrote, the pick by pick story mm-hmm. uh, from the eighth <laughs> spot where I really think you, you should try. I think you should try to get two wide receivers in the first, let's say four and a half rounds. Okay. So if you have, I'm gonna pull up the rankings. I don't want my third receiver to be, Later than, let's say, 28 or so. You know, the Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin. That's your first receiver? No, that would be my second. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want want my, I'm sorry, I don't want my second receiver to be later than that. Ideally, I have two top 24 wide receivers. Um, I don't want my second receiver to be Brandon Ayuk or Tyler Lockett necessarily. I mean, maybe he'll be great again. Or Mike Williams. I want those guys to be my third. This team has Mike Evans and Jordan Addison, who I'd like to be my third and fourth wide receivers as teams one and two. Right. As his one and two receivers. So that's too late. But uh, we'll have a receiver preview next week. But I, I really felt like there's a huge drop-off from like round four to round late round five or six. So I, I'm going to try to get two receivers with my first four picks if I have a late pick or my first five picks if I have an early pick. Okay. Uh, right. Next email is from Josh. Second pick, half PPR. I don't love the options at the end of round two. Hmm. Do you think Jalen Waddle is worth pick two eleven, given his struggles whenever Tua was hurt? Is Devontae Smith good enough to go there? Will Olave be a top ten guy, or should I just take a quarterback at two eleven? I don't think you should just take a quarterback. I would take any of those three receivers. I don't love him in that spot, but I like him. I don't mind T. Higgins in that spot either. Floor play. And I think there's running backs that are interesting in that spot. Joe Mixon, somebody Adam mentioned, who I like in that range. I think the situation there is as good as he's ever had it with P. Ryan gone and just Trav- Davian Williams hurt and just a rookie running back, Chase Brown, who we don't know if he's actually going to play because like with P. Ryan in the field, they could trust him in pass protection. He was amazing in pass protection. He was good in the passing game. Will Chase Brown be that as a rookie? I don't know. And that means more snaps for Mixon. So that to me is a real like Mixon to me. This is probably his best projection year, Adam, for me in my mind. And yet we've seen him go at the end of round one. Now he's going end of round two. I feel like he's a nice value. So I'm good with Mixon. I'm good with those receivers. And that's probably, I probably limit it to that. I don't like Andrews in this range. I know some people do. A little early to, for me uh, with Andrews, but as I just said, I had the second pick in our pick by pick series and I went Jamar Chase round one, Josh Allen round two, and Joe Mixon round three. If Jalen Waddell had been there at 211, I think I would have taken him. I believe he was the 10th pick in that round. Um, but I would have taken him with with the intention of getting Allen or Jalen Hurts in the next round. So I do think it's a good spot for quarterback. Mahomes is off the board 
In that and can scenario. I say one thing about the situation? Because I know a lot of people are concerned with it. He brought up the Tua uh, Waddle situation. I think the Dolphins are in a much better spot this year if Tua does go down again. Mike White is not some bro, you know all pro baller quarterback, but what he is able to do is catch the ball, get rid of it quick, on time, in rhythm, and get the ball. And that's exactly what you need in that Mike McDaniel system. Honestly, Tua doesn't do that much more than that, if I'm being honest. Tua is just kind of just kind of the deep ball's not great. I think he's very similar to Tua. He's like a worse version of Tua to me, Mike White. So if he does go down again, Tua, I feel much better with Mike White than Teddy Bridgewater or whatever they had Skylar Thompson last year. Yeah. JD says, Hi, Haddam, Ave, Damian, Jeeth. How do you guys quantify positional advantage? You often talk about how Kelsey is valuable given his positional advantage, but the higher absolute points scored by other players make them at least superficially more appealing. Uh, Yeah, it's a great question. I did try to answer this on the tight end preview today. The second part of this is, Adam, doesn't the transition from washed up to washed just follow the same linguistic trajectory as pumped up to pumped? Or hang out to hang. Well said. Or do you just well reject said. the dropping of all prepositions? It's a great point. Well said. You really just put him in it. Put that's like you just put your in a whole binder right there, Adam. I don't even know if you can get out of that spin cycle. So what what do you say to that? The first question is go look at the tight end. Go listen to the tight end preview, and Adam will give you a breakdown of positional value. Now let's get to the more important one. No, what Adam I said about completely what, wiped out by logic. What I said about the positional value is is that <laughs> I think you mean Adam being completely wiped by Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what what I said about the position value is that Travis Kelsey in his last 6 seasons has had 3 years where he's averaged 18 and a half or more PPR fantasy points and 3 years where he's averaged 15 and a half to 16 and a half. He's been the number one tight end in all but one of those years. So I know he's going to have a positional advantage, but I think he needs to have one of those 18 and a half or more point per game seasons, this is in PPR, to really justify a top eight pick. Um, You're losing too many fantasy points there. And Heath countered, well, the tight end position was so bad, so even if he's at like 16 and a half, then then it's fine. I think that's what he was saying. I disagree with that. I think he's got to have one of his great, no, one of his uh, amazing years. He's either great or amazing. If he's just great, I think you're losing too much in the first round. If he's amazing, and I think he'll be amazing, I think he's going to have one of those big years because, you know, Tyreek Hill was there for most of those years. Um, one of those years was an Alex Smith year. That wasn't great. One of those years was the year that uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt and missed a couple of games. So um, for the most part, I think he's just amazing, and that's what I expect. But the positional van- advantage only works if he's in the ballpark as the other guys he's being drafted against, you know? So he has to be in that ballpark. Can I make an additional case, though, here? I think that if we're just looking at it, like Travis Kelsey should be drafted that high because of positional value he adds. You're right, Adam. But there are other factors in play here. For example, when I'm taking first-round picks, I do look into things like anti-fragility. And I am concerned with, do I want to win my league here or do I want to not lose my league here? And Travis Kelsey is the perfect anti-fragility type pick because he, like I just mentioned a little bit earlier, hasn't missed a game in nine seasons with the exception of a COVID miss. When you're drafting these running backs, I, yes, yeah. top range of outcomes, they will be outscoring weak, uh, Kelsey by a lot of points. But that's top range of outcomes. And that is no injury. That's no nothing to lose. You know, there's so many things, factors that can come into play there that throw him off that path that he's on. Kelsey's path is tried and true. Kelsey's path 
We're seeing that thing. It's going to go in the direction we expect it to go to every time. The path of a running back is not always going to go in that direction every time, even a receiver as well. All right, this is Jack from Fort Pierce. Who do you think will be the next Josh Jacobs this year in a contract year? So it has to be a contract year running back? Yeah, let's get rid of that contract year thing. Okay. The next Josh Jacobs, I remember saying that two guys, if they get better offensive line play, could be that, and that's mm-hmm. Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alexander Madison would also qualify. Um, I'm good with the first. I'm good with Mixon. I'm not great on the other two, but I'm with you on Mixon. But then again, I mean, look, Josh Jacobs, how'd he do it, right? Let's let's think of the whole profile. He did it on a bad team pretty much, the Raiders. Not a great offense, not a great offensive line. He did it because... They have a great scheme for running. McDaniel, you, I think you mentioned this recently, Adam, on a podcast. Might have, or I might have seen, or seen it on an article. Josh McDaniel has produced constant good teams from a running back standpoint. Running backs are constantly producing in his offensive system. Is that the case for Najee Harris in the um, Canada system? No. Matt Canada system? No, it's not. Mixon, not a great system for running backs, in my opinion, either. So I don't love either of those. You know who I could go with here, Adam, better than those two? Give me Ramondre Stevenson. Okay, Ramondre Stevenson at least is in that Belichick system, tried and true. I don't really think he'll do it because I think he's going to lose targets in a Bill O'Brien system, and I think he's a bad buy because of that. But I'll throw him in there. Etn, we can throw Etn in there, right? We see he really only has a rookie behind, and we don't know if he's going to play that much this year. The rookie Etn could possibly do it. I think he's in the mix. So Etn, yeah. I mean, look, I I don't really put him in the Josh Jacobs category because, all right. So like, I got this comment here. From Captain Spock. I disagree on Mixon and Najee. They suck. Now, what I want to ask you, Captain Spock, is what do you think people said about Josh Jacobs a year ago? Right. He was coming off two years where he averaged about four yards per carry, did nothing special, scored a bunch of touchdowns, I think, one year. Just basically, he looked like Najee Harris. He looked like a guy who relied on touches. I think his offensive line was a lot better than we thought, and he just had a really good season. So, I, that's why that's why I didn't put ETN in there because ETN is not nobody's really doubting his talent. I think people were doubting Josh Jacobs after two very disappointing years in a row. So that's why I went with Mixon and Najee. It's got to be a guy where you're like, I don't know if he's that good, and then you see some potential that you never saw before. Uh, that's where that was where I was coming from. All right, next question here. Oh man, what a great comment we have here from John. Uh, I found your podcast on a trip to Reno, and you know who I miss? This is a longtime listener. Sorry. Nando DeFino, the episode when Adam parked in a spot he wasn't supposed to. And you don't know that, Dan, but that was Nando. I was at his house on Sunday, by the way, um, for a birthday party. So I'll tell him you said hello. But Nando was, you know, former member of our cast and everyone's best friend, a giant in the fantasy industry, now works at The Athletic. We, we shared parking spots in Fort Lauderdale with uh, another company in the building that was on the first floor. We were on the second floor. And I, I don't know if I... I guess I parked in their spot. He printed out on their letterhead a like nasty note. Oh, that's amazing. Put it on my windshield. That's so good. And that's I don't, so good by Nando. Oh, my God. Prank. He got the letterhead and everything. Yeah, the letterhead. It was perfect. Like, How'd you so, react? I don't in the really moment. Remember. You don't remember? Crap. I feel like I figured it out. Okay. But it might have taken me a bit. I would have loved a quick freak out. All right. I'll go fire through the rest of these emails here. I'm going to say our Apple podcast questions today. Listen, I really respect and appreciate the reviews. They've been really kind and very helpful. I love it. It was about 90% keeper questions. So, but I'll read them. I'll read them. 
Uh, this is from Adam. Dear Clayton, Case, and Kevin. Clayton Kershaw, Case Keenum. No, that's actually taking this back. Clayton Toon, Case Keenum. Uh, quarterbacks who play in that conference. That was in that Houston, sure. Hawaii. No? Sure. I have no, no idea. They, no, they're not in the this same This is a great question. Uh, would you take CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard at the one-two turn? Or is that no. too too much cowboy for you? That's way too much cowboy for me, personally. And not just because I have giant stuff behind me. I don't like that offense this year in Mike McCarthy. I like the offense. I'm not as concerned as Dan is. I think it's a I think it's perfectly fine. The thing about them is they're not are they really gonna spread it around a lot? I mean no. Lamb is gonna dominate targets and Pollard, as of now, I think he's gonna dominate touches. The Mike McCarthy offense is is just like spread them out, 11 personnel, not even spread them out, play them in the exact same depth, 11 personnel, and try to win one-on-one matchups. So we'll see if that happens. But uh, Schaefer figured out who the Kevin was. Oh, Kevin see Cobb. If, yeah, Kevin Cobb. I thought, so what are I, these all crappy quarterbacks? I what? thought Dan was going to say Kolb because he can't pronounce anyone's name. No, I know Kevin Cobb. Cobb. And I, my pronunciations are if be, as good as not better than yours on a, on a consistent basis. Yes, Adam, yours aren't great either. Mm-hmm. You know why you think that? Because you think everyone, you, you pronounce everyone's name wrong. So you hear me say it right, and in your mind you go, oh, he's wrong. <laughs> but actually, you're just wrong. It's possible. Uh, Russell wants to know, Dan, are your rankings anywhere online? I tend to agree with your opinions the most. All right, let's well, get Russell. That's a let's great get Russell comment. Out of here. First of all, Russell. Let's get Russell I, out of here. I love that comment, and I'm, I'm almost shocked in a way that Adam put that up. Usually he hides the comments that are good about me and just puts the good ones about him up. He's very selective in that regard. But Russell, actually a few people have been asking me this lately. Not, I, haven't, I don't do rankings on the site. Um, what I might do this year, um, and I've told this to a few people, I might – put together a little bit of like a draft guide with tiered rankings for each position. Um, and then I'll color code it with players. I'm targeting players. I'm avoiding note section, all that stuff. And I'll put it up for free on Twitter at some point, but that's dependent on time and time has not been in my favor lately. Yeah. I'm going to skip that day when you tweet that. I'm just, I'm going to take that day off. <laughs> um, the, yeah. So here's the next question. It's from, don't have a name here. Sorry. Dear John Elway, Mickey Mantle, Carmelo Anthony, and Ben Roethlisberger. Mm, what are, they what are those guys have in common? The Mantle is what gave it away for me. They all wore number seven. Ah. I have a few questions related to my seven-team, long story, PPR league and drafting oh, wow. this year. I'm 101. Seven-team. What should my approach be for quarterback and tight end in this seven-team league that usually doesn't draft backups at the position? Well, if you're dead set on not finding an eighth member, and I don't know how you're going to play out this regular season with seven teams. Somebody have a bye every week, but um, what should the strategy be? Not too different than an eight-team league. I think quarterback I would wait forever on. I would never take a quarterback in this draft. I'd go wait last, you know, last round kicker, last round defense. I assume you play in that type of league. Second to last round quarterback, second, third to last wait round. Wait a sec, but, but you don't want to... No, I, I don't agree. I mean, I, I want to get a top seven quarterback. And I might get one there with, with that. Well, that, that if, the, if, they, if they don't take backups, take backups. Fine. You wait you till the get, round where you start to see your guys start yeah. to take backups. Yeah, and yeah. you just rack off like an Anthony Richardson, Dak Prescott stack. No, Anthony that would Richardson. be terrible in this league. Why? Because you're, you're never going to face Daniel Jones. You're never going to no, face. No, Daniel Jones is part of what I would draft. To. These no. guys all have. Okay, you, you take two guys who can have look, upside to finish in the top five. You. 
I I would make sure I had one of Mahomes, Hurts, Allen. Yeah, that was the second round pick. That's fine. So what? I'm going to get anyone I want, you know, throughout the draft. You want to try to be I think you want to try to be elite at every position if you can. The the problem is you can't you're out on Kelsey. You can't take him number 1. I'm I'd rather just rack up depth at running back and receiver and then I'm set there throughout the season. I think you're going to be set anyway. I mean, there's a waiver wire. It's a seven-team league. Not going to be set anyway for uh, top-end production. If you're going with Dak Prescott and Anthony Richardson, you're at such a disadvantage, I think, against the Mahomes, Allen Hurts. Like, I would well, take one of them. I wouldn't be Prescott. It would be two high upside guys, like a Tua Richardson or a Richardson-Jones type of combo, something like that. All right. Next up, uh, well, he, it's a keeper question. I'm, I'm going to skip it. Sorry. This is from Jacob. He's got a concept called the Royal Rumble. Tell me what you think about this. It's fun. It's just got a. It's a quarterback, two running back, two receiver, tight end, super flex league. Uh, every Wednesday prior to Thursday night football, I roll a six sided dice, <laughs> uh, which will decide what position player will need to be chosen for the Royal Rumble. Uh, that player. So a, a one is a quarterback, a two and a three is a running back, a four and a five is a wide receiver, and a six is a tight end. <laughs> that position will be your super flex. That player will go head to head against your opponent's superflex. Whoever scores the lowest between the two is eliminated and removed from the league permanently. <laughs> um, I why permanently could just be for that year, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think so. This guy must have a deep database of people he can pick to come into the league. He's just eliminating, banning people for life, like left and right here. It's a good concept. I like it better, I guess. Is then what? Is it just last man standing wins the league? I guess so. So that league's over in, in how many weeks? I guess 11, 12 weeks, 11 weeks. Yeah, I, you should probably get more managers. Well, they're banned for life after that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's an okay idea. I've heard better, to be, if I'm going to be completely honest with well, you, especially recently. I mean, I just don't understand. What is the point of rostering? What is the point of drafting a team? It's all one player versus one player. I mean, you're that's just trying another, to build that's depth. That's another good point, yeah. You can never, if you're doing this league, you cannot just be weak at a position. You can't be like, oh, I'll just take Cole. Yeah, you Komet. never draft a second player at a position. You go all four positions first. You go one by one at each position for sure. Probably, style. yeah. Maybe yeah. not quarterback or something. Even tight end, you have to do it. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, our Apple Podcast questions. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. All right, Dan, you'll be happy to know, because if you look at me, you'll be happy to know, I've, I've got a haircut in 30 minutes, so I've got to get going here. So okay. we'll pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, Austin from Las Vegas has the 101 in his 12-team Dynasty Superflex startup draft. Is Mahomes the guy no matter what in that format? Superflex startup Dynasty. Yes, yes. move okay. forward. Easy yes. From Paul Moore, uh, what is up with the draft board behind Adam? Why does Dave yeah. Richard hoard all the running backs? <laughs> It's a mock draft board that Adam has up there. If you'll look at it and you go even Dave's. So Dave's whole thing is he's a very running back heavy drafter. He's changed a bit over the last yeah, few years. Yeah. Typically been very running back heavy. If you look 
a few spots over, you'll see my team where I have guys like Daniel Bellinger and like old Giants tight ends and old Giants players, just a full Giants team down the board. So basically Adam was making fun of us one day and had a little fun with that draft board. Hasn't updated it since. I do expect you to take some time, Adam, and put yeah. up a 2023 version of this. Oh, absolutely. It's funny mocking us in the same ways, but. Like you would have like me in that board. I would want you to put like ETN as my first round pick and stuff like that. So Barkley was Dan's first round pick. Then Kadarius, Tony, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, Daniel Jones, Odell Beckham, Brees Hall, Daniel Bellinger, Tyrod Taylor. You took a backup quarterback <laughs> in round eight to Rod Taylor. Kyle, you have Juszczyk. to be sure to get the Giants passing attack. You drafted Kyle. You not sure why Sterling <laughs> Shepard. Oh yeah. I gave you Drake, uh, Drake London. I feel like you also gave me um, like, What's his name? Larry Donnell or like an old Giants tight end somewhere on there. I gave you Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. <laughs> Didn't even make the roster. <laughs> All right. The this is from Big Chers. Uh, hey, Otto, Maurice, and Reggie. Yeah, that's no idea. not going to do it for me. Uh, Ted team, <laughs> PPR league. The commissioner this year has proposed that because the running back position is so scarce, we should replace it with a second flex. I tried convincing my league that this is a terrible idea, mm. but now they want to put it to a vote where I'm scared I may lose. What are your thoughts on making the running back position a flex instead? Not the first time I've heard this. Not the first time. I've heard of leagues all flex. I think it takes a lot of strategy out of the game. I don't really enjoy this at all. I think part of the strategy is the fact that it is a scarce position, and some people are going to attack that in the sense that I want to get invest my assets in it. Other people are going to say, well, it's scarce. I can find production late off the wire. There's injuries. And so I like the dynamic of like the scarce, what scarcity adds to the the strategy of drafting. Yeah. And by the way, that greeting Otto Maurice and Reggie was some animated show called rocket power. Oh my God. Did you just call it some animated show? It was an incredible show growing up on Nickelodeon that says, I watched. Says the guy who didn't even get the reference. Like if that had been a Rugrats reference, I would have gotten it immediately. I could have got Rugrats too. I mean, look, I'm not good with references. We all know that by this point. I have track record speaks for itself. I've been horrible throughout my diary on this show as it comes to these like emails where they just give you three names and Adam uses Google and that's the reason he's good at it. But I'm always honest. The scenes. I'm always he honest. always has a Google tab open. He's ripping Google and you can't see his le- right arm that's typing into Google and finding out all this stuff. I'm always it's okay. honest. I'm revealing a little bit of the secret sauce. It's okay. No, you're not. I'm doing you're this lying. off the top of my head. I just have to think about it with two seconds. This is the so fictional no. sauce that you're revealing. All right, next one is from Joey Woods. Uh, he's He's got our number here. Dave is like the cool older brother. Jamie is the nerdy uncle who might sneak you a drink when you're 18. <laughs> Heath is the brother who moved to Portland, won't stop talking about <laughs> craft beer and local bands. Uh, that one's the best so far. Adam is the little brother who won't stop talking and is constantly getting laughed at for being himself, parentheses, baked burger, LOL. Uh, I the other day and I tr- apparently isn't notable enough to get a write up. True, <laughs> I tried the baked burger with a turkey burger. Wasn't that bad? Three point five out of five. <sighs> all right, all right. The fact that you guys do this is just despicable. Honestly, honestly, okay, burgers is- are not meant to be baked. Straight it- point up. All right, but you know what? You made your point. This is your favorite rant. You made your point. All right. This is not my favorite rant. Uh, this is from player XXXX. Should I? Okay, I'm keeping Lamar Jackson in round 10. Should I stack with Mark Andrews or draft Kelsey in the first round? Kelsey. What? Kelsey. So I think he means like Andrews in the third round or no, Kelsey. No, Kelsey in the- because then you're going to be mad at when someone takes Andrews a few picks before you unexpectedly and now your whole strategy was to stack and you missed it. Just go Kelsey. This is from Eric in San Diego. 
Who should I keep in my 10-team league, which gives a point for first down and a point for every three receptions? Ooh. Um, I can keep McCaffrey with my first-round pick, Kelsey in the second round, or mm. Garrett Wilson in the seventh round. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going I'm going Garrett Wilson. I'm going to take a shot there. I think I'll take the same shot with Garrett Wilson. I like the value. 12-team non-PPR uh, salary cap league, $200 budget. Auction. What? Sorry. I'm on. keeping Garrett Wilson for one buck, but I need another one. Joe Burrow for seven, Damian Pierce for 12, AJ Brown for 28, or Tyreek Hill for 30. It's non-PPR. Back that one up real quick and and give me the prices. And this is not this is one quarterback, correct? Yeah. Okay. Prices real quick. And it's non PPR and it's two hundred dollars. Um, Joe Burrow for seven, Damian mm-hmm. Pierce for twelve, AJ Brown for twenty eight, and Tyreek Hill for thirty. I think I'm Pierce twelving it personally. I feel like that was going to be my last one. Yeah, I, this is how I do it with these salary cap I, keepers. I like the lower value. I don't. I like to have all my as much money as well, possible. Well, then I, why don't you take Burrow? I, mean, I don't. I don't spend on quarterback. I'm not going to spend seven bucks on a quarterback. Seven like bucks out of two hundred dollars. What did Burrow go for in our in our in our? Oh, that was a one hundred dollar cap league. Yeah, I think this and is a good it's value. Like, okay, it's okay, and it's non PPR. No such thing as a great value at quarterback, in, in in my opinion, it's non PPR, which I think if it's six point per passing touchdown, non PPR, that makes quarterbacks stand out a little bit more. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I forget. Missed this. Okay, fine. We can go Burrow. I guess. I don't know if it's if it's four point. I probably wouldn't. I'd rather have Pierce anyway, though. All right, Jake in Washington. Thank you for the question. This is from Sibs Seven. Sibs Seven. Sibs Seven. You ever play the Civilization games, Adam? Epic. So good. Civ Civ Three is the is the goat. I'm sure if I said dear three characters from Civ Three, you'd have no idea what I was talking about. But no, I wouldn't because it's not a character based game. Sib 7 is in a dynasty league. Am I totally crazy for considering a Justin Jefferson trade? I would give up Jefferson, Pirine, and Michael Wilson for Mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley, James Cook, Jordan Addison, and and two first-rounders. Yes, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a good haul. No, that's a haul from somebody who's trading to win now, and then those first-rounders are going to be back in first-round picks where you get the Sky Moors of the world at best. Rasheed Rice's right. types. All right. Don't do it. Justin Jefferson's too valuable. This is from Connor. Should I keep Jalen Hurts in the fifth or Amonra St. Brown in the sixth? Half PPR. One QB league, I assume. Yeah. Monroe St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, from Jake in Worc- Worcester. Worcester Mass. Worcester Mass, yeah. 10-team PPR, three receivers and a flex. Six point per passing touchdown. Pick two of the following. Diggs for a third. St. Brown in the fourth, Jalen Hurts in the sixth. Dig St. Brown for me. Diggs Hurts for me. Win Chris is in a three-keeper league. He's keeping Tyreek Hill and Barkley. His last options are, this is an easy one, Dalvin Cook, Damian Pierce, or Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Yeah. From Grilled Burgers fan. Nice. Well said. Keep one. Jamar Chase in the first round. Justin Fields in the sixth. Isaiah Pacheco in the tenth. Wait. Nope, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Redo it. Jamar Chase, first round, sixth overall. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields in the 10th. Pacheco in the 11th, or Pirine in the 15th? Fields Pacheco for me. Oh, one? Yeah. Fields. Fields. Yeah, that's the By the way, Adam, when you make your burgers, do you know about the smash burger concept? Is that where you put your thumb in the middle? No, of course that's not what you put your thumb in the middle. That's the thing. You put your thumb in the middle. That is the thing, but it's not as good as my concept. So, 
go around, eat burgers. You've ever had the like I don't know, like Habit Burger, any of those places? No, I've had Smash Burger. You've had Smash Burger. So great way to make a burger always taste good is the Smash Burger concept. You take a patty, and instead of just cooking it on the grill, or I guess in your case, in an oven, round, big thing, burger patty. Immediately when you put it on, and I do it on a cast iron, you you use a spatula and you flatten it down. So you smash it down. And then now that it's smashed, you're crisping it up on both sides. Leads to an amazing burger every time. Okay. Try it out sometime. All right. Smash it down with a spatula. We're having a barbecue tomorrow, so I could try that. You could try it on that too. It'll work on a barbecue. I've done it before. Okay. On a grill. This is from uh, 707Jaywalk. Pick four of these keepers. Joe Burrow in the seventh, DK in the fourth, Andrews in the first round, but he would still have a, th- a first-round pick. Garrett Wilson in the tenth round. I'm just going to make this easy on you here. It's Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, and DK Metcalf, or tr- Joe Burrow if you wanted to trade a quarterback, but I would not do that. Um, all right, this is from KevU24. Keep three players. Uh, two of them are Jefferson and A.J. Brown. So would you keep Chris, Calvin Ridley for a dollar, Chris Olave for $8, and I can keep either one for five years maximum. So that is a wrinkle here. 200 budget? I don't know. I think it would be. Um, this is tough. Olave's going to have more longevity. Ridley's, what, 28 already? Yeah. Is also attached to Trevor Lawrence, though, which I love versus Derek Carr, the, the the final years of Derek Carr, how long knows how long that could be. He's not a good quarterback, even though Adam thinks he's like a Super Bowl potential quarterback. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that one's a joke. That's like and most of what I say is actually true, but that one is a definite joke. And by what by most of what I say is actually true, what I actually mean is none of what I say is actually when, true. When do you but, think you when do you think you're gonna answer the question, by the way? Yeah, I did a lot of stalling. Um, give me Ridley. <laughs> Eh, I'm going to go Olave. I think you got a chance there. $8 Olave could be amazing. All right, and Mitch4 says, I've got a question for AI versus AIZER. Should I keep Josh Jacobs in the fourth round or Justin Fields in the 14th round? I would keep Fields. Jacobs for me. All right. I'm not getting that kind of running back in the fourth round. Maybe I'll get a quarterback late. Oh, man, I don't like this. Jeremy, I love your show, but the mailbag uh, is the most Jeremy. boring segment ever. Is it? I can understand being a little bored by the mailbag. I can understand it being the most boring segment, but definitely not the most boring segment. Yeah, there's a little typo there. But I can understand that. That's why I try to encourage questions like, you know, who's the next Josh Jacobs? Keeper yeah. stuff is pretty boring. I, the reason I do it is... Um, I appreciate all the comments. And, you're, and I don't think you need to, to qualify it. I think a lot of people do enjoy the mailbag. Maybe you don't, Jeremy, and that's fine. But some people do. Yeah, but no, but I mean, look, I listen back to them, and I, I really don't like to keep her questions. But yes. I, I appreciate the listeners and that, you know, you, you're, you're, I mean, I, I owe everything to you. You're the reason why we have jobs. Right. So um, I try to throw you all a bone out there. Speaking of which, if you have any questions in YouTube, I've got about five minutes here. Um, and then I have to go get my, my haircut. So can I be honest with you, Adam? Yeah. I like your hair better when it's in this range versus the, the just cut. Just cut is never good for some people. It's decent for you. It's never good. No, just cut is, is never good. Um, you know, I'd say a week. I need a week. Also, how long is this current cut? About a month. It barely grow. That's up all you get in a month. And don't even like don't even go there. 
you wish your hair was. Um, I still don't have any questions here. Oh, is Logan Thomas an acceptable tight end too? No, I no know. no no no. Well, if you have no. to start two tight ends, no 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 no. no, no. I mean, if you're doing that, you might as well gamble on the rookies this year, the Laportas, the Musgraves. Is Office Jim a villain? Yes or no? <sighs> I wish this, we got a Parks for a question instead, but I guess <laughs> I'll answer an Office question. Um, Why is he a villain? I guess that people think he's kind of a dull Pam, I guess. I don't know. Oh, come on. You know who's a villain? The guy who stole Karen at the end, or Aaron, the guy who stole Aaron at the end. I hated that character. I hated the way that ended. He was like a pervert who was inviting her over to his <laughs> apartment or whatever, or going to her like under false pretenses of. Oh yeah, you he, know that I, is true. He was, I like, really, her. yeah, he was tricking her. He was taking advantage of her, and I think he ended up liking her. But I really hated everything about him. And he was in uh, that show that everybody likes, White Lotus. He was great in White Lotus. Oh yeah, even though he was an even bigger jerk there. But I hated that character. I hated okay. the way Aaron's story ended. Uh, is Mac Jones top twenty? I, I think that's okay. I mean, I don't think he gets drafted that way, but I could see him being top twenty. I'm fine with it. I like Bill O'Brien. A lot. Jim bullied Dwight and bought a no. house w- without asking Pam. <laughs> oh, that is a psycho move. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah. It's like every year when the Christmas, when the holidays come around and you see those commercials like, hey, honey, look in the driveway. I just bought you a Lexus. Oh, my God. It's like, who makes those decisions without consulting their, their significant other? You can't just Haven't make you a $80,000 decision. Haven't you like, seen the SNL skit? No, they did one yeah, on that. Yeah, it's a great yeah. fake commercial. She's like, you bought me a Lexus? You don't even have a job. You can't afford this. <laughs> and he's like, I got I got laid off during COVID. She's like, you got laid off in March of 2019, not 2020. <laughs> it's really funny. That's awesome. All right. Uh, we got to go. I got to go. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you Monday on Fantasy Football Today.